great people great people what's up man this is your host jv the great i hope you guys are doing great on this great day the weather is great and i hope you're doing great i hope your mental is great i hope your health is great i hope your family is doing great i hope you're doing great in every aspect of your life man i really do and i'm casting out positive energy through the headphones through the speakers however you're listening to this i'm casting out all this positive energy man i hope you embrace it i hope you connect it and just spread positivity all throughout your life all throughout your day spread positivity that song by akon i'm locked up that's dedicated to billy boy bill hemming bill hemming that's how we're gonna start the episode this is episode eight i'm not 18 what am i thinking this is episode 28 of crypto and chill and once again, I am your host, JV the Great. You can follow me on Twitter at JV the Great. Man, Bill Henry. Bill Henry. We just had a bombshell released by Empower Oversight. In case you're wondering who Empower Oversight is, it is a group. It's like a whistleblower group of like a researcher, research group that they try to hold government they try to hold people accountable like in the that's in the public like like the sec they're, they're a group that say for instance y'all we all know about it. we're in the crypto space we've all heard about the gate sec gate the conflicts of interest within the sec so long story short they're a group that say hey if you guys feel like there's conflicts of interest we're going to file a foia um and we're going to try to get some documents to see if those rumors are true we're going to see if there are if there is any corruption within this agency within our government so today they released some more documents on bill hemming and the reason i put that song i dedicated that song to bill hemming that acon locked up at the end of the episode because bill hemming it's not looking good for you man it's not looking good it's not looking good at all i mean Shout out to the XRP community. All you guys. All you guys that are, are submitting, like, all you guys that are researching each and every day. Even though everybody outside of the XRP community are calling all of us uh, conspiracy theorists, like, salute to you all for sticking to it, man. And continuing, continuously digging and finding this stuff because all of this is just proving that we're not conspiracy theorists. Like it's it's right there in people's faces, and the reason people are trying to blow us off and call us conspiracy theorists is because either they are directly tied with Ethereum and the Ethereum Foundation and Joe Lubin and Vitalik. Or two, they have a large investment in Ethereum. And they want Ethereum to have a monopoly along with Bitcoin. While all the other cryptocurrencies suffer by the hands of the SEC, our government. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I don't know if people think, like... Is it because they they were early investors of Bitcoin and early investors of Ethereum? So they made a lot of money. They made a lot of profit. So they think they're so smart, so intelligent. But 
the XRP community, man, I, I'm I'm not gonna take any credit. You know, I, I I post little things here and there, but man, for the most part, TAIG, you got digital asset investor, digital perspectives. You got um, what's his name, Mickey Mickle? I think that's his name, Mickle Mickle Mickle. Let me see, let me see. I don't want to, I don't want to um, mess his name up. Um, pulling it up now. Mickle.xrp. You got the bearable bull. You got XRP. That's literally his name, XRP. <laughs> you got XRP. You got um, who else? He's doing some research. Um, oh, how can I forget this man? He's one of the best ones. Um, I don't want to mess his name up neither. I'm going to pull it up. Stephen Huber. And his at is uh, Lizard. I know I'm messing that up, man. Don't, like, I'm sorry, bro. I'm just calling you by your written out name. Stephen Huber. Man, that guy is a beast, too. He's right there with um, TAIG, man. Those guys are beast. You hear me? When it come down to this research and, and digging, you know you got Ripple Eye. Like these people are beasts. XRP theorist, man. These people are some beasts, man. These people are beasts. You know what I'm saying? I just try to contribute. You know my little things here and there, but it's nothing like these guys, man. It's nothing like these guys. I get those guys. I salute those guys. If you're listening, man, so I salute y'all. You know, keep keep up the great work. You know. So we got what y'all saying. People are dismissing you all because. They think you're just some some Twitter people, right? And they so for some reason, people look down on on people on Twitter if, if they're not verified or if the stuff they're saying hasn't been verified by a bigger um, influencer on Twitter, right? So say somebody like BitBoy. BitBoy came out the other day and he was basically kind of downplaying the whole EatGate situation, right? So, unless somebody like BitBoy come out and, and says, hey, this is... But really, I can't even say BitBoy, man, because you really don't know what BitBoy... And this is not a shot at BitBoy, but you really don't know what to take seriously from BitBoy. Like, you know, he, he came out last year with the whole, oh, it's going to be a settlement last, uh, in September. And September came, here we are, a whole nother year later, we're in April, you know. So, you really don't know what to take from BitBoy. But say the less man you also got john dean john dean is the guy representing all 66,000 xrp holders and he's been man he's a he's a force to be reckoned with man he was on um i don't want to mess his name up either i just uh followed him the other day because i wasn't um following him at first but charles v charles v pain he was on fox business the other day with him and john dean man he was on there he's bruh John Dean like he's he's done this before. I mean it's it the energy. It's like John Deaton can get in front of anybody, man, and break this stuff down with his eyes closed. You understand? He'll he'll get on stage with anyone. I can put you can put John Deaton on, on CNN, um, Yahoo Summits, whatever. You know, I don't the biggest platform. I'll put all my money like 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 um Novagrad Novagrad said. I bet dimes to donuts. You can put John D on the biggest platform, and he will not break a sweat. He will look you dead in your eyes, look the camera dead in his lens, and break this stuff down like it's like it, it, all the facts are there. It's so easy because 
we all have the truth on our side, right? We all have the truth on our side. So let's get into this bombshell that was just released about an hour ago by Empower. And the title is Empower Oversight Obtains Additional Documents Shedding Light on Potential Cryptocurrency Conflicts of Interest Within the SEC. Press release, April 8th, 2022. Washington, Empower Oversight received just under 200 pages of emails from the SEC, from U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, responsive to its FOIA request for records that could shed light on allegations of conflicts of interest associated with the SEC's selective enforcement actions involving cryptocurrencies. This comes on the heels of over a thousand pages of documents that the SEC released to Empower Oversight in February. Among other things, the documents show that the SEC Ethics Office cautioned former SEC official William Hemming that he had a direct financial interest in Simpson Thatcher, and thus he must re- recuse himself from any matters that would affect the firm. Additionally, additionally, the Ethics Office explicitly told Hemming, per the documents, to not be in any contact, in any contact, with Simpson Thatcher for any reason. However, Hemming met with Josh Bunny, a partner at Simpson, at Simpson Thatcher, at least three times after that warning. After that warning, people, come on, man. Bill Hemming, what are you doing? Me, I like... After your your people at the SEC, the ethics office told you, you don't have no business meeting with these people and you ignore that warning. You ignore them and go meet with them not once, not twice, but three times. Fool me once, shame on me. Shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. A fool get fooled three times. Hey, man, it, hey, you deserve all the consequences. Everything, you, you deserve it all, right? But back to it. Um, him and also met with the co-founders and investors in Ethereum. Come on, man. That right there alone is... <laughs> that kills all the conspiracy theory bullshit. It kills it all. Let me reread that. Hinman also met with the co-founders and investors in Ethereum ahead of a market moving speech he gave in 2018 declaring the digital asset Ether to not be a security despite Simpson Thatcher's participation in the Enterprise Ethereum Alliance which is dedicated to promoting the commercial use of Ethereum this raises, quest- this raises questions as to whether him and fully disclosed Simpson Thatcher's role in Ethereum from SEC ethics officials and whether they would have approved the meetings or his speech if he had. Now, it's either one or two things. Either he didn't tell them and he kind of slid his way through like a snake that he he sounded like he is, or they all knew, including Jay Clay, who was the, the, the chairman at the time, they all knew and they all had a piece of pie from Ethereum. They had They all had a piece of that Ethereum pie. Right, and all of them got them a slice. It wasn't just Bill Hemmings, because you got to ask yourself, why would the SEC allow him to go on stage and give that speech? Not only that, but even if he like 
did it in a manner that that kind of snuck past the SEC and it was too late before they could catch him and tell him no. Even that, why didn't the SEC come right behind him and put out an official statement saying, hey, Bill Hemmings' speech is not guidance. Do not take Bill Hemmings' speech as guidance. We do not feel that Ethereum is not a security and we still have to do our research. Why didn't they come back behind him and say that? So, that 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 that's, that further questions the SEC. Like, they all were in cahoots. Not only that, but within the Ripple case, we all know it has con- it has came out that each of the sections within the SEC had a particular part within the drafts of Bill Hemmings' speech. So you had the division of you had the division of finance, Bill Hemmings section. You had the division of uh, markets and investing. It's another section. You had uh, Jay Clayton section. You had it was it's, it's a few sections within the SEC. I can't remember right now off the top of my head, but a few divisions. I'm pretty sure all of the office all, all of the offices within the SEC had their input with the Bill Hemmings speech. It wasn't just Bill Hemmings' opinion. If Bill Hemmings really wrote that speech himself with no other participation within the SEC then SEC would have been handed over that document a long time ago. The SEC would have gave Ripple those drafts, those 63 emails a long time ago. But the reason they're saying that it, that it's deliberative process and refuse to give it to Ripple after numerous times of, of Ripple asking and the judge telling them to hand it over. I don't know how many times and now she's still going through the whole reconsideration process because the SEC said it's deliver the process and each section had their input it lets you know that that the whole SEC was behind it it wasn't just Bill Hemmings opinion but let's get back to this man let's get back to Empower um, where, 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 where was I declaring uh, this that's the not be a security despite blah 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 okay um, this raises questions as to whether Hemmings fully disclosed Simpson Thatcher's role in Ethereum from SEC of ethics officials and whether they would have approved the meetings or his speech if he had. The latest documents provided by the SEC raises more questions than they answer. We will continue to press the SEC for more meaningful and more timely transparency on this issue, said Jason Foster, Empower Oversight founder and president. Man, salute to you, Jason Foster. Salute to you, man. Really. Salute to you. Um, among the new documents released are in April 28, 2017, email containing quote-unquote initial guidance from the Office of Government Ethics, OGE, that receiving retirement benefits calculated based on the profits, Simpson Thatcher would mean that Hemmings cannot participate in any SEC particular matters that would directly benefit the firm because the future interest is enough to give you a full financial interest in the firm. Let me let me repeat that, people. Let me repeat that. Hemen cannot participate in any SEC particular matters that would directly benefit the firm because the future interest is enough to give you a full, not a partial, not a slight, not a small, but enough to give you a full financial interest in the firm. Also, 
a January 24th, 2018 email reiterated the point to him. It occurs to us that you have a full financial conflict with your old firm, not just an impartial an impartiality one. Hence, you should not <laughs> you should not be having any meetings with your old firm, even group meetings. <laughs> Emphasis added. <laughs> Bill Hemmings just didn't care, man. Bill Hemmings say, "Hey, oh y'all, fifteen million, okay, to hell with the SEC." 15 million Simpson statute, Ethereum Enterprise. You said 15 million? Alright, what, what you need me to do? Draft up a, a speech? Meet with y'all three times? Meet with the co-founder, Joseph Lewis? Meet with Vitalik? Uh, put a lawsuit on Ripple? What else you need me to do? 15 million? Sign that check. I need that. I'm finna do it right now. I need that check. Sign it over. Bill Hemmings just... <laughs> I guess Bill Hemmings is at the age where, hey man... <laughs> Oh man, I have 15 million. So, in other news, y'all know it's Bitcoin Week in Miami. And everything is, is turning up for Bitcoin Week in Miami. So, Miami gets its own charging bull statue for Crypto Week. I'm not gonna lie, the bull is nice, man. Bull is nice. That's that, that's a dope statue. That's one of the dopest statues I've ever seen. If you if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google uh, charging bull in Miami. Miami's new Bitcoin statue. Miami new Miami's new bull statue. You'll see, man. I mean, it's dope. It's dope. <laughs> the only thing I seen on Twitter, a few people saying, "Hey, man, the bull don't have any don't have any balls. <laughs> How you gonna have a bull but have no balls? Like." You got to have balls to be a bull, you know, in the bull, in the crypto space, is somebody that's bullish. That's when, that's when the price is, you know, going up. You're bullish on, on the outlook of crypto. You're bullish on the prices. You, you're bullish on the movement. When you're bearish, that means you're going down. When you're bullish, that means, you know, price is going up. So how are you going to be a bull with no balls? You got to have, you got to have balls to be a bull, man. That's just how I see it. But, uh, let's check it out. Mayor, uh, Francis... Uh, Serez unveils 3,000 pound Miami Bull statue. Miami looks to foster crypto firms and entrepreneurs. Miami kicked off a multi-day Bitcoin conference by unveiling a larger than life bull statue. As the city looks to cement its image as a crypto hub, the installation named Miami Bull bears the likenesses of Wall Street's charging bull, except with Bitcoin laser eyes. The statue, which weighs in at 3,000 pounds, was commissioned by Florida-based trading platform Trade Station. The Bulls' presence further reaffirms the strength of Miami's position on the financial world stage, Miami Mayor Francis said. In a statement, the future of finance is here in Miami. And then below that, they show, they show the bull. I mean, the bull is nice. It's dope bull. It's dope bull, man. They should have put some balls on, on the bull, man. You know and had the balls at least if you know as a bitcoin supporter they should have made the balls like bitcoin two bitcoins you feel me no, no, whatever going too far all right well you might have some mixed judgments on that you know when you got a bull big ass bull out in, in the public <laughs> anyway man um florida has long looked to become the wall street of the south 
with prominent financial companies from ARK Investment Management to Elliott Investment Management moving in. Miami is, Miami is hosting crypto events all week with the Bitcoin 2022 conference slated to see more than 25,000 participants. It's part of what's become an annual mass migration to the area with many crypto companies using it as an opportunity to make major announcements. Though the 11-foot Miami Bull statue is marking, is marking its first public appearance at the Bitcoin 2022 conference, it will afterward be moved, moved to the Miami-Dade College campus. Bitcoin itself didn't add to the conference exuberance. The cryptocurrency dropped for a, for a third day, declining as much as 5.3% to $43,421, as it mirrored Wednesday's decline in U.S. equities. Bitcoin has declined a similar amount so far this year, trading in a range for much of that time. One of the highest profile Bitcoin boosters canceled his appearance, El Salvador, El Salvador President Nayib Buckle said he won't be attending due to unforeseen circumstances. The conference organizers, organizers announced in a tweet that included a letter from Burkell. The nation has been bested by gang violence recently. Serez, a Republican, has fully embraced the world of cryptocurrency and all its tan tangentials as he looks to build the city into a digital assets epic center. He announced last year that he'd be receiving his paychecks in Bitcoin and has since looked further, looked to further foster, foster crypto firms and entrepreneurs. Meanwhile, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, also a member of the GOP, said last month the state was working on a plan to let business pay, businesses pay tax in cryptocurrency. Dope. We need, we need to elect pro-Bitcoin candidates. And yes, the next president of the U.S. has to be a pro-Bitcoin candidate, Suarez said Wednesday at the opening of the conference, where he dressed all in black to emphasize the yellow Bitcoin logo on his shoes. What's at stake is a federal legislation that can either propel us into the next generation or can set us back. There is one thing that the U.S. should never do. It should never agree on anything with Russia and China when it comes to Bitcoin. Serez also said more work needed to be done to integrate Bitcoin into every aspect of society so that you can walk into a convenience store and pay with Bitcoin. He said the cryptocurrency has the potential to create wealth for the unbanked and help protect savings amid, amid rising inflation. We have to lean into this generation of wealth creation opportunities so that the poor in our community don't get left behind like they always do when government intervenes, Serez said. We have to understand that Bitcoin has the possibility of being able to allow for people to transmit money outside of the banking system efficiently and quickly. Now, the only thing I got to say about that is, is it's not going to really generate any wealth to any low class people or people that are getting in at this time. If like people don't have enough money these days to purchase a full Bitcoin, right? So that's why I don't understand why it's like they're selfish in a sense, right? The the, the early Bitcoin investors, I, I understand what what where they're coming from um, when they're trying to protect their investment, you know, with Bitcoin and they're trying to, you know, urge the adoption. But 
And that urgency is only gonna, you know, for the, for the most part, look out for that investment. It's gonna increase and increase if you're if you were early and got in at Bitcoin when it was in the hundreds of dollars, or if it was in, you know, the couple of thousands, the one thousand, two thousand, you know, all the way up to ten thousand, right? But for them to continue to come out and say it's gonna help create wealth within, you know, the poor communities or whatnot, or, or, or like, I don't see how that's gonna happen. Like, say for instance, somebody come in now and invest a couple hundreds in Bitcoin right now. Say the price, say the price tanks. You know, you don't, you don't lost your couple of hundred of dollars. But say the price rises to a hundred thousand, right? You, you really didn't make that much money off of a couple of hundreds that you had to scrape and you know set aside. You know, during this inflation and all these high prices going on within the world, high gas prices, high groceries, like, like, like I said, high inflation, you know, high interest rates. So it's not much that the poor community or the poverty, poverty-stricken communities, it's not much they can put into Bitcoin that's going to allow them to create wealth. Unless it's something I'm, I'm not seeing, like, okay, cool, you guys going to be able to walk in the stores and, and purchase things with Bitcoin and have fast transactions okay but think about it like this these people don't care about fast transactions like i'm gonna tell you i came up from a a, a, a poverty stricken area and we it's like we don't care about fast transactions like if we got the cash we're gonna pay for the cash if we got you know debit card credit card it's gonna swipe boom we long as it's long as it says approved like we we don't care what happens on the back end how long it actually takes to be settled or confirmed like we don't we don't care about that like but i understand like there's another side of the world where people are trying to send money uh, you know cross border and you know for that part you know i understand it right you want your money to be sent fast quick you want to be sure that your your loved ones receive that money in a tam- timely manner when you send it, you know, and get that confirmation, like, yeah, you got it, cool, I understand that part, but as far as everyday living, and, you know, people investing in it now, I don't, like, I don't, I don't understand that, but I get it for the early investors, though, I understand where they're coming from, but, uh, in other news, um, we have Robinhood releases crypto wallet to 2 million users, and plans to and plans integration with Bitcoin Lightning Network. Robinhood Markets said Thursday it has activated its crypto wallet for 2 million eligible customers. And I think I I activated mine yesterday. I think it, because you got to, you know, um, confirm a couple of things and then it, you know, they activate it. But I got to check. But Thursday it has activated its crypto wallet for 2 million eligible customers. Making digital asset transfers broadly possible in the loan firewall investments app. Chief Product Officer Aparna um, Chinapragda made the announcement on stage at the Bitcoin 2022 conference in Miami. Only a handful of wallet beta testers could move Bitcoin, Ether, and Dogecoin, and a handful of other traded coins in and out of Robinhood's wallet garden before. Now, all wait-listed customers outside of regulatory no-go zones, Nevada, New York, and Hawaii can do so. Additionally, she said Robinhood will add support for Bitcoin transactions on the Lightning Network, the speedy, low-cost settlement layer for Bitcoin. For the larger community, I don't, let me interrupt it there, Uh, I don't understand why they just didn't get on the XRP ledger, 
like if everyone is together like i don't understand why everybody's so divided like if you want this whole space to grow all digital assets has to come together and that could speed up adoption so much faster if everybody was on the same page you wouldn't we wouldn't be waiting this long for regulation if everybody viewed digital assets as a whole like they view bitcoin man this space would have grew a long time ago but we have people that are biased and, and and only care about their investments so you know you got bias towards everything that's not bitcoin and ethereum but back to the article for the larger community this is a fantastic way to access bitcoin cheaply and in a green way she said adding that bitcoin is the top recur- recurring buy on the app uh hoods robin hoods crypto push first teased in september robin hoods crypto wallet excuse advanced features like self-custody corporate wallets control customers private keys a fact page read it said those who want to be their own bank can move their digital assets elsewhere that won't likely matter to the troughs of day traders who got their first taste of the crypto markets betting on robin hood held doge they can now spend and send those meme coins perhaps on dallas mavericks basketball tickets or a tesla branded belt buckle Nearly 10 million Robinhood users swapped coins early last year in one sign of the app's crypto appeal. The company has said Robinhood's almost three-year-old crypto trading functionality has produced an explosion of revenue, last quarter generating $48 million for the publicly traded firm. Wallets are just the first step we're taking to connect our customers to the broader crypto ecosystem, Vlad said in a press statement. Limitations. Still, Robinhood's multi-asset wallet falls short of true functionality. It cannot plug into Ethereum-based services as MetaMask does. It cannot accept ERC-20 tokens, non-fungible tokens, or any asset outside of Robinhood's trading list. Tokens generated by airdrops and forks won't work either. Any NFTs sent to the Robinhood Ethereum address may be lost and unrecoverable. Keep that in mind, people. Don't send any NFTs to real Robinhood wallets. Me personally, I wouldn't even, I honestly wouldn't wouldn't even hold my crypto assets on Robinhood. But that's just me. You know, after that whole thing, uh, them to getting rid of the sale button and, you know, causing people to lose money and not facing any consequences, I, I wouldn't trust them to hold anything, to be honest with you. Um, staking also appears to be off limits for now. Um, Tenev has previously acknowledged customers' desire for the yield earning feature and said during last quarter's earning call that Robinhood was investing in the necessary tech. A staking service would have to be compliant, he said. Users won't be charged for moving their Robinhood-based crypto into wallets that have such abilities. The company said it will apply estimated gas fees but not withdrawal fees to requested outbound transfers. There's a $5,000 daily cap on outbound transfers and newly acquired crypto stays put until the transaction settles. The web page said, further, users must undergo an identity check and enable two-factor authentication to access the wallet. So, that's all your info on Robinhood, people. So, you know, if you want, check out Robinhood, you know, buy you some crypto, but at the end of the day, you still need you a cold wallet you need your own wallet with your own keys. That way you know it's really your crypto. You don't have to depend on a Robinhood or Coinbase to hold your crypto assets. So think about getting you a, a ledger 
a ledger nano or um another hard cold wallet for your crypto asset also in other news we got the goat himself air jordan we got michael jordan vsa partners helps rare air media launch michael jordan nfts the company is working with chicago brand strategy and design firm vsa partners to design develop and market a range of nfts on the xrp ledger blockchain that's right people you heard it the xrp ledger blockchain including a one-of-a-kind selection of digital assets covering former nba player the goat michael jordan's life and story career mark van seal founder and ceo of rare air media who was prominently featured in last in the last dance the renowned docuseries on the life and career of jordan is enthusiastic about the effort original original high quality nfts are a natural fit for a company that has worked with icons across sport and music for the past 29 years BSA's reputation for excellence, innovation, and creative expertise is the perfect partner to make it all happen. I see the digital asset space becoming a, becoming a valuable revenue stream for our team in the years to come. BSA Partners is one of the country's leading branding agencies. Embracing NFTs as a marketing opportunity for clients is a natural extension of its award-winning work. The firm is premier partner of Ripple's Greater Fund by San Francisco-based blockchain technology firm Ripple. The $250 million fund provides creators with the financial, creative, and technical support needed to explore and craft premium NFTs and other tokenization projects on the XRP ledger. We recognize early on the importance of NFTs as a secure means of growing the brand building experiences through the continuous innovation of digital assets, said BSA Partners Chief Marketing Officer Sarah Lent. Our partnership with Rare Air is a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. NFTs utilize a digital ledger. ledger. As with cryptocurrencies, the ledger proves identity and ownership of digital assets. The The unique security and identification attributes have opened up extraordinary opportunities for creators of digital content to not only assign value to their work, but the profit from, from it. The blockchain ledgers have been swiftly adopted by collectors too. That means both sides of digital assets commerce can be confident in the assets they purchase and create. For companies like Rare Air Media, block, blockchain technology like the XRP ledger provides a whole new market for their work, said. And they're not alone. We've seen significant increase from content-based operations asking how NFTs and Ripple's Creative Fund can help expand their businesses. It's a fast-growing sector that will change the marketing landscape as we know it today. Rare Air Media's first batch of NFTs is expected to hit the market in Q2 2022 this year and will include a selection of original intimate images of Michael Jordan accompanied by his personal thoughts and observations leading up to the photo. Said Van Seal about the collection, it's virtually impossible to overstate Michael's impact on global culture. He is a much, he is as much a fashion icon and business mogul as he is a remarkable athlete. The NFTs provide an intimate glimpse into Michael's view of his exploits 
and enduring legacy. My hope is that these works provide true fans with a new angle into what drives Michael's unusual sense of excellence. Now, that's going to be big. That's going to be big. And you you already know Michael Jordan is going to promote that too. You know, if it's it's dope, it's going to be just like the last dance, man. You know how many people, you, you remember how many people was tuned in to the last dance? A little docu-series, like, everybody was tuned in to it. Everybody. So, I expect the same for this, man, for for Michael Jordan's NFTs. I'm pretty sure it's going to be broadcast and promoted across a lot of networks. So, we're just going to have to wait to Q2 to see how it ends up, man. Pretty sure it's going to be dope. And not only that, it's on the XRP ledger. So, you don't have to worry about all the gas fees. Whatever price that comes with those NFTs, that's, that's what you're going to pay. You, you don't have to worry about paying those expensive gas fees like you have to worry about with Ethereum. So, and in other news, we got the FDIC asks all banks to report crypto activities. All FDIC supervised institutions have been asked to provide the federal banking regulator with information about their crypto related activities. A top U.S. banking regulator has asked banks to report on their crypto-related activities, citing potential safety and soundness risks, as well as financial stability concerns, resulting from exposure to crypto assets. On Thursday, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation issued a financial institution letter, a letter sent to the CEOs of FDIC-insured banks requesting that banks should notify their original FDIC director of their crypto activities. This request applies to both current and future crypto-related activities. According to the letter, the FDIC will review the information, ask more questions if necessary, and then issue relevant supervisory feedback. The new reporting reporting requirements are a step up from previous FDIC statements on crypto. Under acting chair Martin Grunberg, the banking regulator has issued warnings about the potential for the rapid introduction of digital asset products into the financial system. To pose systematic risk in February, Grunberg said the FDIC and other regulators needed to provide robust guidance to the banking industry on how to manage the risk posed by crypto. Thursday's letter is a signal that the banking regulator is now getting serious about cracking down on crypto. I mean, it's not necessarily cracking down. It's just, you know, we want to know what y'all up to. We want to know what type of services y'all are offering. We want to know what what type of transactions. We want to know how these are affecting the the current systems in play. So that's it. It's not about cracking down. We just putting up these guardrails. That's all it is. Um, Because the, the vast majority of banks, including every national bank in the U.S. are FDIC insured. The new requirements mean that nearly all banks with crypto exposure, including Wall Street titans like Bank of America, and we know Bank, and we know Bank of America have, has links to XRP, and Goldman Sachs must now disclose the crypto activities to the regulator. The FDIC isn't the only banking regulator turning its eye towards crypto-related banking activity. Last month, Office of the Comptroller of the Currency Head Michael HSU warned banks this, that trading crypto derivatives could result in extra regulatory scrutiny. So, and that was it for the day, man. My sinuses, for some reason, are <laughs> acting crazy. Like, it was not like this last year. And it got my eyes itching. It got you 
sneezing, coughing, throat dry. Like, I don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm gonna try to take. I'm gonna take some black tea, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna take some um, black maca, sea moss, and stuff. You know, some natural supplements, and try to stay hydrated, man. If you guys are out and about, um, you might want to wear your mask just for for the pollen. You, know, you really have to worry about COVID anymore. Just you know, have your mask on for all this pollen out here, especially if you're in Atlanta, um, like I am. But um, other than that, man, be safe out there, people. Uh, remember to stay positive. Remember to always go after your goals. Don't let anything or anyone deter you from the path that you're headed. And just stay great, people. I'm out.